everyone. Welcome back to the CCO Follow podcast. Uh, we're really excited. Travis and I are here with our friend Sharon Lohman. Uh, and today we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be diving deeper into what it means to, to live in this upside down kingdom. Specifically, uh, we're going to be talking about serving and what that looks like. And and we see the world's kingdom, you know, it, it really it focuses on this idea that it's promoting self. What can we do to make others uh, serve us? But the upside down kingdom or Christ's kingdom looks at this idea completely backwards, upside down. And it says, what can we do? How can we gain authority to serve God? And so that's that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm, I'm really excited to have you on as a guest. Thank you for for coming and thank you, Travis. So let's just get us started here. What uh, does it mean? Um, you have this this idea of great in the kingdom, servant of all. What does that mean? Yeah, well, uh, for those of you who you know have been longtime Calvary Olympia uh, people, you're probably familiar with Gail Irwin. Uh, I don't know if you've, you guys have heard him before, but uh, he used to come here and speak very frequently. And uh, one of the things he would do is he'd bring these books that he's written, but he also bring these bumper stickers. And uh, one of the bumper stickers mm. had the word others on it. And this was a really big mantra that uh, he would promote. Um, and it actually comes from a story from um, the, uh, the Salvation Army with General William Booth, where yeah. during one of their uh, yearly appreciation times for um, everyone who served in the Salvation Army, uh, he wanted to send a telegram just of encouragement to everyone who served across the nation and stuff. And uh, they were very short on funds, as you'd imagine they probably often yeah, are. I bet. And um, as the story goes, uh, he uh, he kept having to uh, pare down what he was saying. And eventually, he's like, "How much? How much can we even send? Like, we we don't have enough money. And like, we can send one word." And so he sent one word as a word of encouragement for the entire Salvation Army leadership and volunteers. And the word was others. Mm. And so it's just that idea that uh, to be, yeah, <laughs> yeah to be a servant. Um, really does just encapsulate the idea that it's others, others focused, that um, you're not thinking about what this gains you. You're not thinking yeah. about what this makes you look like. You're not thinking about how people might treat you. Um, your your int- your intention, your direction, your focus um, is yeah. on others. Yep. And it's very just, you know, kind of encapsulates what servanthood is. Serving isn't about me. It's about you. Yeah. Yep. What I can do to serve you. Yep. Yeah. It's and it's so it, it this this idea that you know we're to serve God and serve others, it's so different than what the world mm. says because mm-hmm. it, it really is the world is about self yeah and and it looks so much different than how can I garner and gain, you know other people serving me to no 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 I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna sacrifice and give to you I'm gonna mm-hmm. start serving you, how does what are what are some examples Travis that that actually. Sharon, what are some examples in your life um, that you can see some of this contradiction between God's kingdom, you know, the upside down kingdom and the world's kingdom in your life? I can really tell you that I worked for 40 years um, for a a publishing newspaper. Oh, wow. And um, while I enjoyed what I did and worked for wonderful people, it was all about the world Mm. and the world's... um, I guess what what they want to hear, and it was uh, it was completely different than I say Sunday morning. But we eventually had quite a we had eight hundred and some employees, and there were probably forty of us that were strong believers. And people would come to us from the world 
to have us pray for them when there was a problem mm-hmm. because they knew that we did something different yeah, than yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. Well, and even, you know, thinking about your, your workplace stuff like that, I know a lot of workplaces, they, um, they'll go out and volunteer somewhere and they're like, Oh yeah, we care about others. Um, when really it's a, usually it's a publicity stunt, you know, or oh, it's, yeah, or totally. it's about, you know, yep. well, how does this make you feel? And so even the world's, you know, counterfeit idea of serving, um, is still self-focused. It is. Yes. It's yeah. serving because it makes you feel good. It's serving because it, you might get attention. It's serving yep. because you, you're trying to weigh out the scales at the end of time that, you know, you're good at what you're bad. That's such a um, good point. You Travis. know, really the Christian is one of the few, like is the only one who can really serve with an other's true focus because our debts already paid. Um, we have, we have nothing to gain. We have no, by serving, we have nothing like, it's just, yeah, we're doing it because we've already, we already have everything. We already have Christ. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about kind of the, the heart behind that a little bit too. Uh, but just kind of before I, I, I kind of bring that up, what, um, where can this happen? I, I know it kind of in our notes, we have, you know, church, home, work, and society, Travis, can you kind of explain a little bit of like maybe just what it's like in the church and how that is different than the world? Um, different than serving in the world or different than how the world yeah, serves? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, so I mean, obviously in the church, there's uh, there's many ways that we can serve. And I think sometimes one of the, the greatest uh, uh, problems we can run into is we think about titles first. Mm. Um, oftentimes when people think serving in the church, they think, oh yeah, serve on the welcoming team, serve on the worship team, serve with the kids ministry, serve. And like you get, you have a title associated with this serving where, um, you know, 99% of the serving that happens on a Sunday ought to be just people ministering to one another. And I mean, just taking yeah. like the gifts of, uh, the spirit in Romans or first Corinthians and how the body is meant to minister to one another. Um, you know, where's those just exhortations before or after service? Where's those words of encouragement? Yeah. Where's prayer? Where's hospitality? Like That's where's all these things serving that it's an, many people just don't even think about. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where even if people are doing it, they don't recognize it. Like I was right. part of something. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. A lot of people yeah. don't even realize yeah. that they're serving yeah. and yet they may be serving more importantly than somebody else on, on a committee that has has a title. title. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's very good. So, so it looks different, right? But it doesn't, it doesn't have to necessarily just because you're a Christian and you go to church and you're, you know, Oh, you're doing the right thing. It's, it's some of that, what you were saying, you know, thinking about how people in the world serve and it benefits them. Mm -hmm. That, that is that can happen to us too. Mm-hmm. That can happen. Oh yeah, if, if you're, definitely. Yeah. What I don't know if you have any examples just in your life, but I'll just give one for my for myself is when I first started serving in the church. Um, I was in I was a high school student, and I was kind of asked. Someone brought me along and said, "Hey, would you like to just serve in sound and and mm-hmm. figure you know run our youth group and all that stuff?" I said, "Sure." And it was my first experience with it. And so I had no expectation. Mm -hmm. I had no, uh, my motivation behind it wasn't anything that I could even think about. Mm -hmm. It was just, yeah, I'll just do this. And as time went on, you know, I went to college and, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I kind of play some music. I'll, I'll try to be on the worship team. I'll play guitar and we'd really like you to do that again, by the way. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see after you, hear you just story. admitted publicly that you'll, you play yeah. instruments. You'll, you'll see. Yeah, so <laughs> write so that down. I, you know, I thought I thought, wow, I, I'd like to you know be on the worship team, and that that might be cool. And and 
So I, I started practicing. I started going to the practices. And thank goodness, God just knows me, right? Um, I, I started, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm like, I, I could do this. You know, I'm, I'm kind of admiring people on stage. And so my motivation is, of serving is now shifting and mm-hmm. it's becoming selfish. And, and so I'm, I'm at this practice and I'm, I'm wondering, okay, when can I, you know, be on stage and, and do this, you know, and God just loves me so much. I, the, the lead guitarist of the worship band of my church came up to me and was like, Hey, like, you know, we really appreciate you coming out, but you know, we're, you know, we're, you're just, you're not there yet. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you'd like to do sound. And so I got, I got kind of pulled back into it and it was like immediately I just knew I was like okay this is why I'm I'm supposed to do sound and not this because my motivation is different I'm I'm behind the scenes and it was a humbling experience but it was one of those aspects I guess the the reason why I bring it up is because for me it's so easy uh for our motivations to to teeter and become Mm -hmm. selfish and it's it's and that's why it's it's so hard even at like at church especially but I can't even imagine just at work and in society when everything is just blasting. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all Mm -hmm. about you. Well, and I don't want to give the impression, um, when I said earlier about, you know, we are, uh, Christians are the only ones who can have like pure motives in a sense. Um, it doesn't mean that we're perfect. Yep. And so there's definitely, I think, um, this side of heaven, there's nothing that we were possibly going to do that is utterly, perfectly right motives, everything. Um, because if nothing else, there's always in the back of your mind, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel really good when I do this. Yeah. But even like, I mean, even our own vernacular we talk about, we emphasize uh, scriptures to say like, it's more blessed given than received. Don't you want to be blessed? And like, don't you want that good feeling? And like, sometimes we even encourage that. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's possible inside of heaven to remove all um, selfish motives and be completely other centered. Um, but it doesn't mean that we don't have the capacity to grow in that totally. where the world has no capacity That's to grow true. in that there. There's nothing they could possibly do that, um, that has no selfish root in it because, um, they have nothing else to hold on to. They have yeah. nothing else that would, that would pull them out of that where the Christian is kind of the reverse. It's like, we have all the reason we pull out of that and God is just dealing with those, those extra pieces, um, with everything we do. Yeah. I have a good example yeah. with being on the prayer team and, and especially this last year, I've had some surgeries and I can't mm-hmm. get into the clothes that I used to because of my shoulders. Mm. Yeah. And I've had to just wear the same things over and over again. Yeah. And for a woman, that's not fun. Yeah. And, and somebody my age, cause we like to dress, but I, I found myself thinking, wow, I've got to be on the prayer team Sunday. What am I going to wear? Mm-hmm. And it, it well, it, all it, eyes are closed. What am I going to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's about it. We all and, do the same thing. Yeah. Don't worry. And, and I, 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 I caught myself thinking, wow, Sharon, this is not about you. This is all about you sharing with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Lord really kind of slapped me upside the face and, yeah. and, and, brought me down a peg when I realized that it doesn't make any difference. You know, I can take a shower and smell good and go up there and pray because that's what the whole thing is about. It's not about me. It's about sharing with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've brought up, let's just talk about it. We've brought this up a couple of times where, you know, I I gave my story and I, I had kind of a humbling experience. Same with you. You kind of had a a humbling experience. Why and, and you were saying, you know, as a Christian, we have an opportunity to grow in that. Mm-hmm. Why? What's, what's the reason? Why, how can we grow in that? And why do we grow in that? 
Well, I mean, the, the reason why is that that's how God is. And we have the example in Philippians 2 where Jesus is like, uh, where, where Paul speaks of Jesus saying that, that he uh, did not count equality to be equal with God, that he humbled himself, that he you know became a servant of all. Um, Jesus himself said that of himself multiple times, that that is who God is. And ultimately, we're called to be holy as God is holy, to be mm. set apart like him, to, to be like him. And so ultimately, that, that's the why. I mean, we were created to be like God. And that's one of his characteristics that we are meant to, we are created to um, you know, reflect is a selflessness and an other-centeredness. Yeah. Um, and then the how, I mean, it's by the grace of God. Yep. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm not it's, uh, you know, just as, you know, in, in Galatians 3, it talks about how, um, you know, you began in the spirit. Why are you now trying to work it out in the flesh? Yep. Yep. And, you yep. know, we were saved That's by good. grace. Um, we're saved to the mm. this new reality that our, our debt is paid. We're filled with the spirit. We're given this grace. Now let's walk in it. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, the fruit of the spirit, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all these, all these really good things. Um, the, the gifts of the spirit, which includes literally serving, um, they're the spirits gifts. They're the spirits fruits. And so it's simply the, it's part of the whole sanctification process of Christians becoming more like Christ by his grace, his spirit, his power. For me, it goes back to the phrase that we've all heard. God isn't asking for my ability. He's asking for my availability Mm. and I just need to be available and he's going to give me whatever I need to minister to whatever situation he's put me in. There's even that verse in the old Testament that says that God's eyes search to and fro for those who would be, uh, you know, available to him, faithful to him, uh, responsive to him. Yeah. You know, it's, I'm, I'm just thinking about this and I, I don't even think we really were planning to go this way here, but I'm thinking about it and it, it's, it's dawning on me as well right now, just as we serve, it is a spiritual endeavor. Just, you know, we talked about studying the Bible, you mm-hmm. know, last month, and and we talked about how it's a spiritual endeavor, but I, I guess every, you know, the part of the Christian life, it's just all a spiritual endeavor, but th- serving is, is like that too. It's not it's not about what we can provide and, and give. It's, it's really what you're saying is our availability mm-hmm. and our our desire to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think about, and, and I'll ask kind of examples from you guys, but when I first started doing sound, I had no idea what, how anything worked. I didn't even know sound waves were a thing, you know? I just, <laughs> and it, even it, now, I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so how, it, it's just wonderful to see where, where I was just available in that and God just did the rest. Mm-hmm. And I'm here working at Calvary Chapel of Olympia because... I just said yes, and mm-hmm. now it's God's providing the rest. What, yeah. what, what are some examples in your life? Wow. Um, I think for me, right, the, the most current thing would be landing here at Calvary Chapel. Hmm. Um, we, My husband and I both lost our spouses late in life and um, met each other at a grief share gathering. And then five years later, Pastor Chuck Lynn married us. And um, we ended up here at Calvary Chapel after going to several different churches, just seeing what was out there. But God knew right where we needed to be. And he knew both of us coming from completely different persuasions and different ideas about God in our lives. Hmm. Um, He brought us here to get us into the word. And that's really helped me. I'm doing something that I've done for years and years and years, sharing with other women as far as counseling, biblical counseling. But for me, it's a, it's a whole new experience now, and it's a deeper 
experience because it's in the yeah. word. It's not just um, issue focused, yeah. even though issues are important, but it has to come back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I am enjoying serving that way. And and even I, I was sharing earlier, um, I there are seasons to sharing. Mm-hmm. You you gentlemen are both young and you've got a lot to to grow into and totally. seasons to go through. And I've been through a lot of them. And you get to a certain point in your 70s and you think, wow, you know, am I going on the shelf or what's God doing here? Mm. And and never. There are always seasons in God's kingdom and especially in the upside down kingdom because mm-hmm. he gives us the ability to do what he wants us to do for the season of life that we're in. And, yeah. it, and it, health, health issues may dictate what you can do and what you can't do. And I was starting to think, oh, wow, I'm never going to be able to do this again at church or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think, Sharon, you've done that. You, you've got walked through that season. You're in a different season now Mm -hmm. and you've got to just let God point you in the direction that he wants you. And he's going to give you the ability to do what he wants you to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It'd be really comfortable if, we just did the same thing, oh, right? Yes. Very comfortable. Absolutely. But, but serving just as as we serve God, it's we're not called to comfort, you know? Mm-hmm. He stretches us he in totally any season does, of yeah. life. And, and that's what yeah. serving is. That's what's so great about serving. I I know I'm not going to be on, I'm not going to be leading the, the media tech team my whole life. I, what? I, I mean, maybe I will, <laughs> no? but I'm under no illusion that I probably won't. And it, it's... It's exciting for me now. I think before, if you told me that, I would have said, oh, well, that sucks. But, <laughs> but it's exciting for me now because I, I'm excited to know what else God has for me right. to do. And, right. and I'll just do it. I, I learned, I'm, I'm sorry I'm taking so much time, but I learned uh, just being here how to build houses and decks and, and mm-hmm. carp and redoing carp. I mean, all furnaces. these. Yeah, mm-hmm. hey, furnaces, exactly. And all these different things I would have never imagined that I'd get to learn, but I love doing them. And, and it's, it's just, that's the joy I think of, of serving. And yeah. it's the joy that you don't expect. We learn from serving. Yeah, totally. We totally, totally learn. Yeah. When I think being available, it does a couple things also, not only does it obviously allow God to do whatever he wants to do, um, but it also allows you to not be so fixated on the exact thing you were doing, Right. but it gives you the freedom to enjoy different things. Yeah. Um, because That's you know, good. if you were so focused and, and unavailable to God to, allow you to serve in those different areas, yes, you would have enjoyed that one, but you would have missed out on the joy of all these others yeah. and all the, the ways you can learn and grow, experience even new people and just all that kind of stuff. Um, I, d- I did love how you mentioned just the, the stages of life mm-hmm. and how, um, how important it is to recognize the different stages mean different areas of serving. Um, I know John Piper is one of your, your favorite guys ever. I think yep. I've said that three times on the podcast already. Oh, yeah. um, but you know, he, he has this wonderful series about like, don't waste your life. And how many people they get into their their elderly years and they just step back right. and they're just like yeah I'm just retired, let someone else do you know, it's, it. Yeah. It's, there is it's, no it, retirement. Retirement is for yeah. fun. And, yeah. 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 Well, it's much like you know um, the the last episode to go out with Steve Gideon of how um, you know ambassadors for Christ is not something clock on clock off. Yep. Um, same thing. This is just one more aspect. Upside down kingdom. Yep. There is no clock off clock on. No. Like it's 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 your life. life. It's who you it's are. Our life. Yeah. And right. you know, and that includes every stage of your life. You know, it's it's heartbreaking when people get so attached. Um, to a specific thing of serving because if they can never do that again well I guess God can never use them again I guess they can never serve again yeah. you know the youth group they're so mean um, <laughs> we used to do Q&A's and one of the Q&A questions they asked uh, when I was the youth pastor was uh, would you rather lose an arm or a leg 
And I was like, wow. oh, like, That's tough. <laughs> I'm like, if I lose my arm, I can never play guitar again. I can never, like, I, w- I wouldn't be able to lead worship. You know, one of the things I love doing. If I lose my leg, I don't be able to run with my kids anymore. Like, and like, it was just <laughs> like, oh. Um, but it was, it, it was one of those th- times where it's like to think about, you know, well, is playing guitar really all there is? Or, you know what I mean? Is like, is that the only way I can serve? The only way God can use me? Is that, you know, and I think um, the seasons of life, God may even take away a good thing you're serving in just so you don't become so rigid. That's just right. so you don't be, exactly just to help right. keep yeah. you available. Mm-hmm. Just so that you can enjoy the process and enjoy him instead of being so hyper-focused on just this thing. Because I and mean, I, God doesn't need us to serve. No. Like that, it's not, he doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our time. Like God can do much better without us. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm kidding. You know, Seriously. it's just, so it's beautiful when people are willing to recognize their seasons. You know, I'll never forget there was this this woman, Dee Fernand, um, who, uh, when I was in youth group, she was a youth leader, um, but she couldn't come to any camps, mission trips like that. She was elderly and, um, and it was harder for her even to get into the youth room and stuff like that. Um, but she'd pray. And that was yeah, one of her biggest ministries huge. is yeah, just praying for youth group. And she was like, she was a youth leader, went to almost no events, would sometimes come to service, but basically like as the youth leader, she didn't have a small group as a youth leader. She prayed and she would sometimes go to service. As I've gotten older, I, my friends are getting older too. And, and I have some fantastic solid prayer warriors and that's they can't go and do but you know that you know that you know that they've got your back because they are sucking the carpet praying for you and and even even today before i knew we were going to be doing this i texted several of them and i said hey just be praying this afternoon for three of us at church we're going to do a podcast and this is going to be the best podcast episode yet. Yeah. All our friends are praying. <laughs> Thanks for praying. <laughs> yeah, well, you, and you, seriously, you've got some really good, solid prayer warriors. And these are these are gals that could teach before and could go to camp with the kids and stuff. Yeah. But they can't now. Yeah. They're they're almost homebound. Yeah. But boy, are they prayer warriors. Which I think I think prayer really is not to like categorize and uplift one area of serving right. over of another. Yeah, right. But I think prayer is one of the ones that exemplifies the idea of servanthood so much more than any other thing. Because, um, you know, for instance, like those people praying, we don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't know their names. Nope. Um, they obviously, she's not going to tell us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> clearly now, yeah. she's, uh, but, um, you know, there's, it's not like they get any credit for anything that happens right now. No, no one's being like, Oh, it's because they did this. Like there, there's so many right. things that, that only happen because of prayer, but they're rarely tied to the end result. No one says, um, no oh, one sees it. Prayed. Yeah. yeah right. No one sees it. No one knows about it. Um, you know, out of all the kind of things that you can have selfish motives for, it's one of the, it's one of the few because you're unrecognized, all this stuff. It might make you feel better. Like, and you might see the benefit of that. And maybe that could be some, you know, whatever, but it's, it's one of the most selfless things we can do, um, as far as serving. It truly is. And, and like I mentioned earlier too, I have to, I'm talking to myself. I have to be careful going up front to pray because then you're visible yeah. and I don't go up there for people to see me. Yeah. I, and I have to remind myself that when I think, oh, gee, does my hair combed and you know, mm-hmm. what, what yeah. am I wearing? Yeah. It's, it's who's God, who are you going to bring to me today? And yeah. what is their need and help me meet that need? Because yeah. I, I, without you, I can't do this. Yeah. yeah. I'm very thankful for the times, you know, I was sharing with the worship team a few weeks back um, about that exact thing of like, hey, we need to guard our hearts because yes. most of them, they're on stage and oh, that's yeah. how most people know yes. them. And, um, you know, I'm very thankful for the journey God put me on because, um, you know, there were times where I was leading for hundreds of adults and there was times where I was leading for a handful of kids and, um, and 
just because of the people he put me in my, in my life along the journey, the the journey he had me go on, just his grace and his spirit. Um, I'm at a place where honestly, I don't care who it is. I just, I just enjoy doing yeah, that. Right. I enjoy the teaching and the leading yeah. worship and whether it's for five kids or 500 adults, it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. I just don't even care. Um, but that's only because of the, his graciousness in bringing me to that place where I could do that. And I know it's, it's scary. Um, you know, you have to always be guarding your heart to make sure, yep. you know, why Absolutely. am I doing this? Especially when it's public facing, that Absolutely. can be a really dangerous thing. Totally. Yeah. And I think about just all of the different kinds of, of serving. And I look at prayer and I'm, I kind of compare that to teaching and I, it just makes me realize how difficult teaching really is because you're you're there's so much um like all the things you said about prayer it's like flipped with teaching like you're being seen people are listening to Mm -hmm. you and it's like how do you guard your heart with Mm -hmm. with that and and that's actually a question i want to ask you travis because you you teach often (laughs) and you're you're our worship leader you're on stage how do you what what how how does someone guard their heart when they're so out in the open um, well, I think for one, you, uh, you just have to keep asking God to keep you humble and, mm-hmm. um, to, and not, you know, there's that saying that humility is not, uh, thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less. So not keeping you humble. Like That's sometimes good. people are like, Oh God kept me humble. Cause I really stumbled over my words today. And it's like, no, you just kept, you just got your eyes more on yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I, that's not what I mean is like, Oh God, keep me humble. Cause you know, I screwed up and watched myself later or something. Um, it's different, you know, it's not the same thing as, uh, you know, keeping attention on yourself, but you know, that it, it strikes at the root, the motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that, uh, Psalm worries, you know, search me, Oh God, and know my heart, mm-hmm. you know, our, our heart is deeply wicked. Jeremiah mm-hmm. warns us like mm-hmm. we, we can't trust it. And, um, there's this wonderful book by, uh, David Platt called dangerous calling. And, uh, that was very, um, eye opening for me. Very, uh, just, uh, uh, I mean, humbling, but the, where I'm looking for is just very, uh, just made me almost on edge of like, this is something that can never go wrong. Cause if it goes wrong, it, it's very wrong. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think I have a good answer for you. No, I think, <laughs> I think that was great. I, I think that was great. You know, and, and I think we, you know, we are talking a lot, a lot of what we're talking about has, has been kind of church related in the church. Let's, let's remember back to, you know, before, at least for me, let's remember for me before I was working in a church and, and mm-hmm. for your life, you know, when you were working in the world, when the world is so, and I said this before, but it's, it's so self-focused and the motivations, you know, TV and our phones, social media, it's all telling us that we need to build more of ourselves up. Mm-hmm. How, how can we serve God and serve the kingdom in the world? And, and, and how do we navigate that? And we talked a little bit about that at being ambassadors uh, in a previous podcast, but, but how do we, how can we actually serve and serve others well in the, in the world? What does that look like? Can I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, I, for working um, in, in media for 40 years um, and also walking with the Lord for 40 years, and you're at work Monday through Friday, and I had a job where I was on 
well, beeper. You boys probably don't even know what yeah. a beeper yeah, yeah, yeah. is. I had a I'm beeper. I was a pager, right? Please one. say that was a pager. Yeah. Yeah. It, was it was like pre-pager. Okay. 24-7. So I could get a call at 2 in the morning and have to go in to work. What a joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and a lot of people, were, they knew they had to do that, but they would grumble and complain. Mm-hmm. And I knew that either that morning or before I'd gone to bed, laid my head on the pillow, mm-hmm. I'd give the Lord that day and that night if that's mm-hmm. what something came to. And I, I found that I could approach things with a different attitude. Wow. Yeah. And I would have people, and, and trust me, this is not me patting myself on the back, I'd have people say, there's something different, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd I'll kind of, well, you know, am I weird or what? But but then then it would often lead to a conversation because they're they're a person that would maybe come to me for prayer. Mm, didn't yeah. go to church, didn't know the Lord at all. So they saw something different in me working in the world. Yeah. And yeah. and and I can say that about the people that I worked with that were part of our group that um, even to this day, we keep in touch. And, and I remember how valuable they were to, for me to be able to go yeah. to in a hard, hard place because yeah. you were always kind of fighting to get to the top. And I, I went, ro- rose through the ranks and ended up in management. And it was completely different than when I started taking classified ads over a phone. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, God, God directs. He really does. And you know, one thing, um, our Ron and I have adopted that family verse of Proverbs sixteen eight that that um, our heart directs us, or man's heart directs his. his, his points him in the way he's mm-hmm, supposed to go, sure. but God directs his path. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have found out that that's, that's true. And what you gentlemen said about guarding your heart, that is so true. Uh, th- there are people in the world, they think that, you know, they, oh, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. Well, Oof. good luck with that. Because yeah. my yeah. Bible tells me my heart is just wicked. wicked. Yeah. And so it, it, is, it is upside down it is. In, yeah. in the world, but because it's upside down, things come up where it, give, it gave me opportunities to share with people why I felt differently. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, we were actually talking about this with young adults last night um, in our small group time after um, studying Galatians 5. And they, uh, a couple of people in my group talked about how, you know, and their workplaces, just how, like you were saying, just being so different. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they do necessarily better work. Like, clearly, they're, they're trying hard, but um, they just have a different attitude about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and we have, you know, obviously God's spirit inside of us, which literally, you know, changes why we do things, how we do things. It's just, you know, we're, we're literally different people. We're made alive in Christ and that's a new creation. Um, especially if you're ever, um, if you are at the same job, when you get saved, they certainly notice a difference, but even coming, even coming into a job already saved, you know, you, you're simply different. I know one of the biggest witnesses I had, um, especially when I worked at Starbucks where it's, you know, it's a fast paced environment. People are always, you know, getting upset at each other and stuffing each other's toes. Um, I was known as the person who would always apologize. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, that's a very unique thing about Christianity yeah. is that we, we're, we, we ought to be, you know, so quick to apologize because we're not 
our value is not found in perfection. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we were always, we ought to be always, you know, repenting of sin. So this just is a normal, <laughs> apologizing is a normal act yeah. of a Christian. You know, uh, Martin Luther described it as Christian's life is daily repentance, you know, and so. It's um, letting people at work see the Jesus in you, even yeah. if they don't realize that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. They know that there's something different about you. Yeah. yeah. And it gives opportunity, you know, in yep. uh, either on the job conversations or off the job conversations to just be Absolutely. like, you know, what is what is different yeah when when i worked at i i'm lucky enough to say that i worked at wally's sandwich bar um <laughs> and if you are from olympia you know wally's sandwich bar um unfortunately it's it's no longer in business they introduced <laughs> me to shredded carrots on my sandwich and yeah. i've never been the same so so i i was lucky enough i got to work there one summer and um and it was it was probably my first wasn't my first job, but it was my first job where I was really communicating with my coworkers, mm-hmm. uh, really deeply. Um, you know, cause we're all making sandwiches together and, yeah. and, uh, it's a tight group, you know, you're, when you're on shift, there's only like four or five other people and it's, and it's really small and you, and, and surprisingly when it's not the lunch hours, not a lot of people show up. So you have a lot yeah. of downtime. You're Surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> Should have seen that one coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so I, I really, I got to know these people. I only worked there for three and a half months. Wow. But you had a sandwich named after you. In three and a half that's months' a time, different story. Your, that's a different story. <laughs> your sandwich, <laughs> you know, gourmet clout had already amazed yeah, them. Yeah. Well, different story, different story. Um, but anyways, I got to know these people that I was working with so much more intimately than I would have ever imagined. And it, it kind of, for me, it was like, you know, I'm just living my life. They know, oh yeah, I'm a Christian and all these things. But I realized at that job when I would say like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, it, it would click in my coworkers' minds like, oh, that's why, you know, you don't, you don't complain that much. And, and mm-hmm. oh, that, that must be why. And, and I'd have people, you know, I, I had a coworker, his name was Ben and we'd play video games together, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got connected and, and he was always just so perplexed at why I wasn't getting so frustrated or angry. And, and I would try to encourage them. And, and I wasn't even doing this because it wasn't like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and make, make it known. Yeah. It was just simply the spirit at work in my mm-hmm. heart. And, and it was a big, I, I, I hope that and and I trust God that it it affected my coworkers in a way because they were so I mean downtown Olympia very very different than being Christian and uh, but it was such a wonderful experience but I, it makes me think about all of our experiences it makes me think about you know where the the idea that you know we're not called you know, we, you know as we work in the world we're not called to work really hard for ourselves. Well, we are called to work hard, it's, it, but to work like you're doing it for Christ, because right. you are. Like in every, and, and w- when I heard your story, it, it, it dawned on me. It was like you were having that good attitude and all these different things. The Lord was working in your heart, but really, it's because you weren't working for yourself. Right. You were working for the Lord yeah. and for others, right. and you were serving exactly. others in that. And same, same with yeah. you, Travis. And so it's just it's one of those things where it gets. Where, where the Lord says it's not burdensome, like my, or yeah. my, my yoke commitment, is not, yeah, 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 my yoke is not heavy, my commandments aren't burdensome, it's, it's so true when we have the Spirit, because we're not working for anybody else, I'm not, I'm not doing anything, even when I'm working here, I'm not doing anything for John, or for the elders, right. I, I'm doing it all 
for Christ and mm-hmm. I'm really putting my effort in. You can do that anywhere. Yeah. A, a 60 second segue has nothing to do with serving, but um, you're calling me think of it about how, you know, when they asked you what was different um, and all those examples when they asked what you're, how you're different. Um, we have to be careful to make sure we, we give the right answer Yeah, that we say we're different because of Jesus. Um, you know, it is very tempting and I've heard many people say this. I'm sure I've said it too, where it's like, Oh, that's how I was raised. Oh, mm. you know, it's my personality. Mm. Oh, you mm. know, I just try, you know, I do my best. Yeah. And, um, they're, they're such pithy answers. They're so, um, they're, they're, they're not accurate to be honest. They aren't they're not answers accurate. you're evading. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a fear attack. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's, it's fearful. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, it's a response is so natural because you don't want to create an awkward situation. Yeah. You don't want to have a whole conversation. I don't want to bring it. up Jesus just, because yep. everybody associates him with crazies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you may even to a certain extent feel like, well, it was my, my upbringing. Well, okay. Then say, well, by God's grace, I was brought up this way. So yeah, I right. didn't have to struggle with, That's you good. know, living this other way. Um, because honestly, I mean, it's like, what do you have that God didn't give you? Exactly. As, as the Bible tells us. Like, you know, it's, it's one of the important things. We need to give glory where, where glories do. Yep. And it's all, it's, it's all his. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's very true. I, I, I see that in um, now transitioning from not working to being home. And yet, where, where is my marketplace Mm-hmm. The, the the grocery store, yeah. Costco, yeah. literally the marketplace. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really is. And and now and now it's it's even transitioned differently when we're buying things online. Mm-hmm. We're we're not in the stores like yeah. we used to. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then you have a problem with something, and you may have to call somebody yeah. and talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah. And the difference in my attitude in being more loving and acceptive rather than complaining. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. I've had people remark, "Wow, thanks that." was a breath of fresh air today you have no idea yeah. the yeah. people i've talked to yeah so it it makes a difference yeah. well, it's it amazing really when you when you go into those places you go into costco you go into a restaurant you go into walmart um and you pray beforehand asking that god will give you opportunities to serve right. someone love Open someone the door. it's crazy how the situations are just different mm-hmm. you know we used to when we lived in florida we'd go on nightly walks down kind of there was like a downtown strip there was one main road that we just walk on and um, we just pray like, oh God, like send someone our way that we can help, send someone our way that we can minister to, send, you know what I mean? And so we'd get all these homeless people and um, it became a problem. Like we would nightly have different homeless people. It wasn't like the same people. Like it, somehow they got word got out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, they'll be walking downtown every night and we'd buy coffee for people and pray for them, buy sandwich for people, pray for them. We would never give money because high drug. Yeah, like, right. And um, it became a problem that we start, we, uh, one night we were like, God, we can't financially help one more person. <laughs> We're just going on a walk. And we didn't meet anyone. We didn't see wow. a single person. Wow. And um, we left that for a couple of weeks. And then we were like, okay, we feel like we have a little bit of money that we can like give again. So we prayed again. And someone that night asked for coffee. Wow. And like, if, if you go with the intention of being like, okay, God, I want to serve. Right. You know, you may not have a job that you go to. You may not have a consistent this or that you go to. But God has people who need him. And he's the one who's setting up all these, you know, these interactions to begin with. Just if you feel like you don't have an opportunity, let's pray. Yeah. That's Ask right. For an opportunity. I, I, that's why I think it's so important for all of us to pray in the morning. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you have to have your devotions there. It doesn't, everybody's oh, different. Morning time <laughs> yeah, only. I know. Well, I agree <laughs> with kidding. you, but <laughs> um, I'm not a morning if, person. If, if, if we Me don't, neither. if we don't do that, you know, start your day that way before your feet hit the floor. Um, Lord, this is your day, mm-hmm. not yeah. mine. And, and I've had to remind myself of that more this last couple of years with these different surgeries and not feeling like I used to and being kind of owly and complaining. And then I have to 
rein it all in yeah. and get back to what Jesus wants. And yeah. it isn't it isn't about my comfort. It's about what He wants me to accomplish during the day. Yep. And He'll send me whoever, whether it's a text message, a phone call, whatever. That's yeah. serving. And He yeah. He really does give us that day. We're not yes. guaranteed a day. No, yeah. no. I I, I want to kind of bring because because we're talking about this, and and I, I want to bring up something that at least I'm thinking about right now, as we kind of, before we close out, I think for me personally, because what, what I'm hearing from, from both of you is that serving isn't just, oh yeah, I serve at my church and that's what I do. No, serving is a lifestyle. It's, right. it's, you're doing it every day and you're, you're, every day you're giving it to God. You're, you're serving God in that aspect just by giving it to Him, but through your work and all these different things, it, it's all serving. I find my in myself the most difficult place to serve well is is in my home it's with my mm. wife sorry Molly. and and, <laughs> and, and it, it's it's that way and I, and i don't know if if you guys maybe feel the same way but you know when i'm i go through my day and i finally get home it's like i can i can kind of relax i can kind of throw it all off and it's, i could decompress is the term but sometimes when I do that, it, it becomes selfish. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, I, you know, I, I did all this stuff today. I worked really hard. I just want to relax. I just yeah. want to do this thing. And so then it's like, I, I neglect serving my wife mm-hmm. and, and it's so wrong. And it's, it's, I just find it's the most difficult area in my life. And so what I have to pray is, is when I'm on my way home, I pray in my car and I just pray, Lord, give me energy. Give me, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I, I'm not done yet. My day's not done That's yet. Right. And, and I want to serve well. And I, and so I don't know if you guys have the same same area where it's hard for you to serve, but but what are some areas that are difficult for you to serve that that you need to pray over? Can I can I butt yeah. in and be very very transparent? Sure. Um, remarrying and in older years, um, you're really set in your ways, both mm. of you, yeah. and you you really hope and pray mm. that you know this is going to mesh somehow. But Ron and I've had our challenges, but he. Um, he walked away from the Lord for a number of years and then radically came back. And people, his family, friends that that I have met now have said, wow, you got the good Ron Lohman. You, they, mm. they, and I said, well, he's the only one I know. Mm-hmm. And I know it's the Jesus in my husband. And I'm the one that's been walking with the Lord for years and yeah. leading Bible studies and you know counseling with people and doing this and doing that. And I come home, like you said, and I... I have been battling since I've had some physical challenges. I've been va- battling my temper, and every so once in a while, some words fly that should not pass my mouth. Mm. And Ron has completely conquered that, and he gives all the honor and glory to God, for keeping his mouth clean. Mm-hmm. And I feel really guilty because here here is this guy that the lord has really worked on and he just is being so good about this mm. and then here comes miss i've been in church for a million years person saying something that she shouldn't when she should when she's losing her temper mm-hmm. and so that's something that i've been really dealing with and it's I, a, a point of prayer and i don't want i don't ever want to hear him say wow you go out and serve people at church or whatever Mm -hmm. and then you come home and you're different i don't want to be different i want to be real but i i want to be what jesus wants me to be so i don't know if that really answers your question but i I appreciate that yeah yeah Yeah. it's It's just something yeah Yeah. it's just 
and and we all have stuff like that. I mean, I know Travis is perfect, but we we all <laughs> yeah we all have stuff like that. But it, at least it really it's not going to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, I just think we we all of us collectively, those listening, and we just let's pray for for the Spirit to work and move Amen. in our hearts so that mm-hmm. we can yes. we can serve well because. It's so it's so simple, but so difficult. Yes, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't it doesn't have to be a burden if we just let the Lord work in our lives. I like what you said. It's it's not a burden, but it's really important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, totally. and it can be hard, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it's kind of like how simple and easy aren't the same thing. It can be hard and not be a burden. Yeah. Like it doesn't mean that it's yeah. not difficult. I yeah. think sometimes people. Um, they're like, well, this shouldn't be hard. It's like, no, not being a burden and being hard are two different things. Yep. Um, but I think one of the things we can we can easily overdo is overdo one area to where we just exhaust ourselves so much where we can't even help in another area. Yeah. Where, and so yeah. That, that's a good that's point. That's sort of balancing too, where you put all of your, um, because everything is for Christ. Like we we shouldn't carpet, uh, carp, uh, compartmentalize, yeah, yeah. yeah. and in uh, in ways that um, that diminish all the other areas of life that Christ is still Lord over. Yep. Um, and uh, you know, especially in a society where we we overschedule, we overbook, we overwork, mm-hmm. we overdo everything. Yeah. Um, you can't do 110. It literally, the the math doesn't work. You know, yeah. you, you only have a hundred. And so, um, you know, figuring out how to to serve well means sometimes. Uh, you know, cutting back a little bit in one area yeah, so that giving. you can do well. Yeah, giving yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. not giving up, you know, that, and that, that kind of goes back to the availability thing. Like it's, um, right. You know, if you are overdoing one area, you're not available for God in another. Yep. And being careful to not do that. And I think sometimes we can, um, you know, go the other direction and we become lazy, become, you know, and, and not, but you know, that's on each of us will always have to wrestle with and balance with. Right. But, um, you know, realizing that we are human and uh, with that, doesn't just come in imperfections, but it comes limit. Yep. You know, limit of time, limit of energy, limit of resources, limit of talent, limit of everything. Um, you can only give yourself so many directions. And part of being uh, a servant is um, is following the one we're serving. Yep. You know, That's who cares it. about it's, your home? It's a balancing act. Yeah. And if yeah. we let Jesus take care of that balance and look yeah. to him, yep. it really works out. It's yeah. all, it all comes back to him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. That's it. It and, truly does. And, uh, and so as, as we close, I just want to thank you guys for coming on and, yeah, and thank you. talking about yeah. serving. It, it is, it, it's all about him. That's where it we're, is. that's where we're going. You know, it's seek first my kingdom and my yes. and all these things will mm-hmm. be added to you. It's like, that's it. And, and so I, I hope that those listening, you guys, um, and watching, I hope that you have been encouraged by this. Um, don't be afraid to to get out and be uncomfortable and, and serve every single day, no matter what you're doing. Um, giving it to the Lord and and being available. Um, thanks, guys, so much. Thank you again for listening and watching. Uh, we hope that um, you would continue to follow along with us and join us as as we uh, follow Jesus together. So thank you and God bless.